This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, May 4th. Corey, high school sports are back on the broadcast schedule. Indeed they are. We want to talk a little high school sports today. We want to talk a little twins today. And we have um, the crossover TikTok hit of the century, at least in my estimation, would be according to you. Okay. I have I have uh, deep dived into the brain of C.J. Baumgartner and uh, found what I think is the crossover between his two dorkdoms, and I mean that with all respect. Uh huh. So let's let's we'll go in that order because it's going to we're gonna we're gonna progress from uh, the hyper local to statewide, to just the theme in general. All right. All right. What do you think of that? I, I think I'm a little intrigued, a little scared, but uh, let's let's do it. I, I thought about you and only you when I saw this, and today in particular is a perfect day to play this for you. Okay. But let's first talk about high school sports. We have our first spring broadcast on the schedule for this afternoon. Superstation K106, Wadena Deer Creek Baseball travels to the land of the Lumberjacks and Bemidji. You know, when we got the email that Bemidji or that uh, Bemidji was going to host Wadena Deer Creek, uh, the email from uh, WDC Activities Director Norm Gallant said, the Bemidji State University yes. is where this game will be played. I'm surprised it didn't say um, uh, the Harvard of Beltrami County <laughs> somewhere in that email either. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Pretty much is by default. But. Name one other place. <laughs> Sorry, Oak Hills Christian College. <laughs> Boo. Sorry, Northwest Technical. Boo. Sorry, Black Duck High School. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. It's the uh, uh, land of the free and home of the beeves. Might as well be. So what do you got? Looking forward to it. You're going to have the play-by-play of this one, our first baseball broadcast of the season. You get to uh, you get to head back to some stomping grounds for this one on top of getting to see baseball again. Yeah, exactly. You know, It's exciting for a multitude of reasons. One, we get to be back on the air doing high school sports. Secondly, it's my first look at the Wadena Deer Creek baseball team this season. I've been talking with uh, Coach Kyle Dykoff in our Wolverines weekly episodes, getting to know the team a little bit from afar. It'll be good to see them live and in person for the first time. It's also intriguing because it's Bemidji. It's a bigger high school, so it'll be really fun to see how Wadena Deer Creek stacks up against a team like that. And yeah, like you said, I went to Bemidji State for three and a half years, and part of that time, I got to work in the athletics office, which meant that I had to take stats for the baseball team, so I got to sit up in that press box a lot. So safe to say I'll be pretty comfortable. And by the way, uh, the amount of games that the Wolverines will play on that Bemidji State baseball field tonight, which is one, is like a quarter of the amount of baseball games that the Bemidji State University <laughs> right baseball team has been able to play on their home field so you so, know. so uh, uh describe the baseball field at bemidji state do they have it set up like uh, san francisco where if you hit a home run over the fence it gets to land in the lake if you hit a home run over the fence far enough you can ruin a freshman's car oh one of them the, the freshman dorm parking lot is yep. uh right on the other side of the of the of the outfield fence it's built right along the highway so if you're driving oh. on 71 
and you drive past the campus of Bemidji State University, it's literally right there. So there, if you if you're a righty and you yank one yep. foul, you might hit a car on the highway. Oh, that's exciting! You might lose that baseball. Wow, so, that's very exciting. That's, I didn't know that. It's where it's built. It's got a nice little backstop, uh, storage shed kind of deal. But you know, it's a it's a nice Division Two baseball field, sure. considering the part of their country they're in. Uh, I I believe that there's a high part of the wall in left field. Kind of like a little bit of a monster kind of situation. Sure. So somebody's really got to lift one if they want to get it out of there. But other than that, it's kind of kitty corner with the softball field sure. uh, over there. So that's pretty much no real intricate setup. But it is a nice little field of up course. north. So Of course. Excellent. 345 pregame, 4 o'clock first pitch on the Superstation this afternoon. Anything else with that or should we move on? Uh, the Bemidji High School, they're called the Lumberjacks. But for uh, for girls' sports, they're called the Lumber Jills. Oh, they are. Yeah, just sure. in case anybody needed any uh, any clarification. In in lumberjack lumber Jill lore, who typically has the bigger beard? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. Who's who would typically be the one you wouldn't you'd want to mess with the least? Do you think we need to go up to Hubbard Radio Bemidji and ask them that? Who scares you more, a lumberjack or a lumberjill? Honestly, a lumberjack, you kind of know what you're in for. A lumberjill, there's a whole lot of unknowns in that situation. Lumberjills feel like a bigger wild card, don't they? Exactly, yeah. Are they going to pull out the axe? Are they going to have a longer beard than me? I mean, it doesn't take much, so maybe. Probably a little intimidating. Is that a can of grizzly in your back pocket, Lumberjill? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just challenge me to arm wrestles? You roll up your plaid sleeve? I got to go. <laughs> uh, you want to talk a little Twins? Uh, you know, do, uh, see, here's the thing, Corey. I was watching the game yesterday, the Twins, and they had a situation in the seventh inning, bases loaded, nobody out, I, and you had the middle of your lineup. You had Buxton, you had or you had Correa, you had Buxton, you had Larnick, all lined up with nobody out, bases loaded, and a tie game late. And uh, well, and a one-zero pitch, a chopper to short. Anderson charging, fielding. He'll come home with the throw, and it's dug out cleanly by Grandel, and they get the out at the plate. And the pitch, a broken back ground ball, knocked down off Alberto. He'll throw home for another out at the plate. This time it was Santos. It was Santos who made the play at a broken back ground ball. The pitcher with his pitching hand knocked the ball down and then found it and made the play at the plate to retire Kepler for out number two. Once again, the 3-2 to Larnick. Here it comes. He struck him out swinging, and the Twins do not score. There's a thread on Twitter, Corey. Every single time the Twins have the bases loaded and nobody out, it just says bases loaded, comma, nobody out, comma, the insert opposing team here has the twins right where they want them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I know. they got to be the worst team with the bases loaded in history. There's like, there's a lot of things in baseball and there's a lot of things in fandom that um that always comes across as like I know that's annoying, but have you ever watched another team play? Like uh-huh. like doesn't it feel like that's a thing all the other teams fans are saying? This doesn't feel like that. This does really feel like an exclusive twins. It just hovers over the team constantly. We're like, bases loaded, runner in scoring position, nobody out. How can they not score a run this time? Carlos Correa chopped one a foot foot in front of the plate. It bounced. 
Like it bounced a foot in front of the plate, went up right to Anderson playing in. Byron Buxton gets sawed off, and then Larnick just strikes out. I mean, you have the middle of your order up. The Twins, they were doing a little bit of small ball to get themselves in that situation. It was a walk. It was a infield single. Polanco laid down a nice bunt single, and the Twins just wasted that opportunity. And then, by the way, in the bottom half of the inning, they gave up two runs, and then they lose 6-4. to four. So, so how good is Chicago, CJ? They're... Let me put it to you this way. It's May, so the second month of the season. Yeah. This was their first series win for the White Sox. Yeah, they stink. They're, they've won nine games. I think maybe this was their their 10-21. and 21. If Oakland didn't exist, we would all be talking about the White Sox. Yeah. And Oakland, I don't know how bad Oakland is. Bad. They're, they're really bad. But... I'm just like in the grand scheme of things. Like I, I don't know how it's going to work out for them. What I do know is they drew like 2,500 fans to their game yesterday. Their run differential, Corey, is minus 120. Chicago, though, ain't too far off of that. No. They and, stink. And and look, they, they probably have been playing a little bit worse than the record shows. But at the same time, this is still a series that you should have came in and won if you're the Twins. Because not only that, after this day game today, they got to go to Cleveland for three games. Yep. Important that they at least won this series and then had house money going against this Cleveland series. I mean, just... Im- now, luckily... The Guardians, I think, have lost both their games to the Yankees over the last couple days, so it's kept the Twins in that division lead. But as we've learned last year, uh, no division lead is safe for the Twins. No. Considering second-half collapse of last year. The point is is that you need... You can't, as much as these games don't matter, as much as it feels like they do in August, September, even October, but it's still just one of those where at the end of the year, you'll just look back and go, God, they dropped two or three to the yeah. White Sox. Remember that early May stuff? That was, that was kind of weird. Remember they dropped two or three to the Nationals? Yeah, it's not a great, that, I mean, this is, it's not, this is not an ideal run here you want to have. I, I was listening while I was gone. I listened into a couple of the of the sports desks, and you said a really funny thing in one of them about how um, they were playing Kansas City, and you just said like very matter of factly. I don't even know if you said it or meant to like make it be a thing. You're just like the Twins should get three of these. I'm like I don't know a lot about what's happening right now, but isn't this probably a three game series? Like you just casually very directly said they should sweep Kansas City. It was a four-game series. Oh, okay, it was. But either way, yeah. like you were just like, they'll get three. It, it was so, like, this nonchalant matter of fact. And you've kind of hinted that, too, about the White Sox, and you're right. They This is absolutely what should have been the case. And now they're just holding on for dear life. And it's not necessarily um, uh, the pitching, and it's not necessarily the hitting – it's necessarily both of them. Yeah, well, the pitching was an issue yesterday with Varland. He didn't have great stuff filling in now for Tyler Malley in the rotation. Right. But, uh, I, I mean, it's the last few weeks it's been a bit of a... The Twins lineup, as we've seen from last season, and now in the first month and change of this year, is very hot and cold. Like, that when they're all on, they can drop 10 runs, no problem. But when they are off, they're taking bad at-bats. I mean, yeah, on, uh, on Tuesday night's game... They took bad at-bats left and right, swinging at pitches at their eyeballs, not working the count, doing all this kind of stuff. And then they do the same things with runners in scoring position on 
uh, uh, on last Tuesday night or Wednesday night, excuse me. So, I mean, it's, it is what it is. I, they'll figure it out, but it's just a frustrating couple games right now. All right. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Let's, let's wrap it up. I'm going to speak for you for a second. Okay. It's, it's May 4th. Yes. Which is uh, the greeting on today is what? May the 4th be with you. And that's in reference to what? Star Wars. And Star Wars and baseball are two of your favorite things. Yeah. I mean, they're up there. No, don't say that. They are, right? Like they're it, like in the top 5, they're sure. truly yeah, the yeah, top 5, right? Yeah, yeah, right? that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It's okay. That's okay. You can like things. I'm not here to make fun of that. Um impossible. I, I don't like anything. I found I found this TikTok that I think is right up your alley. Okay. I know a lot about Major League Baseball and Star Wars because I have the brain of a 10-year-old boy. So I'm going to be starting a series now called MLB Players with Star Wars Names. These are baseball players' names that I think you could plug into any Star Wars movie, and it would completely make sense. Um, if you don't understand the concept of this, you'll get it in a second. Starting with Boba Shett. I don't have to explain myself. You hear it, right? It sounds like Boba Fett. Perfect example. Next up, we have Cal Raleigh. Great baseball player name as well, but also great Star Wars name. Like, Cal Raleigh plays shortstop for the 1902 Boston Bean Eaters, or Cal Raleigh owns a junkyard in the Outer Rim. Either way, it totally works. It Finally, does. I'm going to end this first ep with what I think is the best Star Wars name in the majors right now, and that name is Lars Newt Bar. Perfect. The spelling, Lars is already a canon name in Star Wars. Like, why not? Absolutely perfect. No note, Lars Newtbar, may the force be with you. Agree or disagree? Uh, agree. I, I don't have a single issue with any one of those. Any any other name to the top of your head while uh, uh, while I get ready to roll, or, or is that it? No, are those I think I'm... the three? I, know, I think those are the three. Any crossover with the twins? Uh, any twins names you think could fit into the Star Wars canon? Uh, well, uh, now that I'm thinking, it's probably not. I'm probably, I got to think about this for a second. That's fine. We can put our minds together and come up with a little something. We'll figure it out. All yeah. Okay. There goes Corey Tackman. This has been the morning sports desk for Thursday. May the 4th be with you.